welcome to the Spirit Seeker Hour. Spirit Seeker Hour is your chance to delve into the world of your inner spirit. The Spirit Seeker Hour is brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. Go to www.spiritseeker.com to find out more. And now, here's Cindy Meyer. Well, good evening, everybody. This is Nate, the producer. Uh, Cindy's momentarily delayed. But tonight's show on the Spirit Seeker Hour, we're going to be having Chief Golden Light Eagle, and he's going to be speaking to us about several things, one of which was the Star Knowledge Conference that uh, that occur- that's going to be occurring, or has occurred, excuse me. And um, in the meantime, we're going to play an audio track from one of our esteemed um, musicians that have been on the show and give time for Cindy to show up. So enjoy this from Ashana. This is everything. Uh, about three hours ago. <laughs> oh, 
So how are well? Okay, tell us, tell us how that event was. But we're talking about the your your upcoming event in uh, December this evening. But you know, what would you like to share about the recent gathering? Well, as uh, you know, under the laws of attraction, well, yeah, it's always a very beautiful. Uh, you know, always, you're always in beautiful company. You could say whether it's the speakers or the you know the workshop presenters or even the audience. They're all basically all the same heart, you know, so it's it's a one big family all the time. You're you're like never, you're always um, uh, feeling feeling in place, you know, with people that think, feel, and uh, act the same as you would, you know, and when you're in your time of light and your time of uh, beauty. So we met lots of uh, new um, uh, speakers that I've just read about and heard about and seen on TV that was a treat for me, you know, to, to see that they're still, you know, on the go in the search for truth for people that are uh, that are searching as well. So they're still out in front digging and uh, working for the for the people. Well, and and you've been, uh, you know, shall we say, on this mission since you were very young. Um, can you tell us just a little bit about how how you um, how your name was given to you, um, and and you know, just what your journey has been like? We would love to get to know you. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to share. <laughs> wow, I got a lot of names, you know. When we're talking about spiritual journeys, there's a lot of things that we come across that isn't mainstream America subject matter. <laughs> so that's why I'm laughing because I I know it's real and I know what isn't. <laughs> I know it's how what are how well why illusions are created and why we ha- why we decide to live in them, you know. So, but yes, the my name is Lauren Zephyr, you know. Um, I was named after a farmer that uh, you could say um, saved me or saved my father and mother from freezing during a winter storm in South Dakota. They got caught in a blizzard, and and a farmer come by and took them in until everything was over. And this farmer's name was uh, Lauren. So my mother um, named me after him he's because she said if if it wasn't for him I wouldn't be here how sweet yeah so and they that was the first and only time that they ever met this man all they knew him by was Lauren well you know that's that's one of those those things the hidden mysteries you know the the Mm -hmm. angels God whatever you want to call it great spirit it's like and there was Lauren to help this whole Mm -hmm. situation Mm mm-hmm yeah, then my father gave me the name of Azuyamani, which means that he said I've been. Wa-, he said I watched you. He said you're always out in front and you're always doing things. You're like a scout, you know. You're always out, out there digging around or finding things out, and coming back and reporting to people. He said so. Uh, I give you that name, Azuyamani. So it's more or less translated as a scout or somebody that's always up in front. Then 
the elk people, they gave me the name of Standing Elk. So, but that was in dream time, and there was four dreams, and in the dream, these people was were calling me, but I didn't know they were who they were calling. I thought they was calling somebody else. So whenever they would say Standing Elk, I would turn, look around, see who they were calling, and finally the fourth dream this voice said you are to walk a standing elk so that was the name that I picked up at that time then those other dreams the uh, spirit guide Nicholas Black Elk named me all walks with many walks with many then um, I was given the names of all elk nation by the clown people and I have other names such as Azukia and it's those people from the water those uh, water people from the water that gave me that name and that uh, I was told um, meant blue star uh-huh. mm-hmm. so I don't know what language it is but one of somebody in the crowd in uh North Carolina Cherokee told me that that's what that name meant. <clears throat> and the star people, they they know me as a a chelunka. They they say that the way we see you is as a mist in the morning light. So that's the name they gave me. And then when uh, my father crossed over, the um, my family asked me to to walk with his name because he was a he was a chief so and there was a dream that involved was involved with carrying on with his chief ways his bonnet so they they gave me his bonnet my family the majority of my family I got 12 brothers and six sisters so and they asked me to wear that whenever i talk and and to uh you know represent my father and my family so that's why i wear my regalia uh every every chance i can or almost 99% of the time when i'm in in front of people to honor my father and my family and my people so <clears throat> this name golden uh light was given to me by a little girl she was about 4 years old and or she yes and she just told me straight out she said in the future people will know you as the golden light the golden light eagle she said but but first you need to walk as a golden eagle so that's what i did so i honored the little the little girl that gave me the name of the golden light and you're one of uh, seven Sundance Chiefs of the well, Yankton Sioux. Yeah, there's there's many on all over all over South Dakota. You know, the Ogallalas, Hunkpapa, you know, Sichangu and Hunkpati, and many Kunje, the Sisi, Isante. There's many chiefs. There's many Sundance Sundance Chiefs there. So, but on our line, we call ourselves the Hunktwa. And um, there's uh, Seven uh, recognized chiefs that we know, and you could say after so many years, 
um, I've been involved with sun dancing since 1973. Boy, that was still when it was illegal, yes? Oh, yes. Yeah. Illegal to pray and talk to God in your language. Can you? I, it's just still shocking to me that that ever happened. Um, <clears throat> but, of course, that's been changed now, thank goodness. But um, but I I you know I did my first Anipi ceremony and ah, I was in the early 90s, but and, you know and a lot of them uh, a lot of the people that I studied with did Sundance, but you know it was still just you know even in the 90s I, I don't know when they finally um, uh, granted the rights that should never have been taken away back I forget what year that was but. Um, I mean, it's just pretty amazing how uh, some of the the ways things have happened in this country, um, you know, have been allowed. But here you are with this little four year four year old, and you, and you listen to the wisdom of this four year old who saw saw your your new name, your new destiny, you know, to go from blue star to golden eagle. I mean, it's pretty pretty. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's fun. So <laughs> it's you can blame it. You. you can blame anything on everybody else but yourself. Yeah, I'm blaming them standing up. <laughs> so um, I mean, what a family! I mean, you have a tribe just with your family. Eighteen brothers and sisters. It's like oh, yeah. I I grew up with five brothers, and I thought that was a big tribe. But mm-hmm. um, I can remember the family next to my grandmother's. They had. Like eighteen or nineteen children, and you know, to have a family gathering, it was just—it was just this huge, you know, event. But um, there's just nothing quite like family. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you know, Chief, in 1995, um, you know, that's when the star people from Orion, Orion uh, visited you. Would are you? Um, would you like to talk about that? And I think that's a good segue into the Star Knowledge Conferences that you're now hosting. Okay. Okay. I'll be, yeah, before that, I, you know, uh, we lived out in the country, and I, uh, because of the size of the house, a lot of times I just slept outside. Summer months I slept outside and had a bed out there underneath this tree. And sometimes I'd just lay there and look at the stars. But at that time I would see lights moving around and... Um, before there was even satellites, you know. But it didn't dawn on me until, you know, later on that, hey, there's lights, you know, moving around up and down the river. And we did witness, like, 20 of us or more witnessed this big, about a five-story tall ball of light that was rolling up the river, Missouri River, a place called Greenwood, South Dakota. And... But we couldn't say anything to our parents because we <laughs> we snuck out every other night, you know, and we we met down down to this town, and the town didn't have any electricity. There was just uh, the the policemen and the the church and the store. I think were the only ones that had electricity. But we we had uh, kerosene maps and stuff. So we so we did uh, we would. For fun, we'd just go down. I was like seventh, eighth grade, and and we would find each other by whistling in the dark, wow. and we'd find everybody had a different type of whistle. But one night we were we were sitting visiting by the church at the church steps, and uh, somebody more or less hollered and said, "Look, you know, 
And uh, so we turned around towards the river, and with this is where we've seen this light. And we watched it go up the river, and we, we hid first because we didn't know what it was. We watched it go up the river, and then it disappeared around the corner about not five miles up. We just stood there and watched it go all the way. But we could never say anything because our parents would know that we snuck out, and we, you know. <laughs> so I understand. So when when all of us witness something like that, then there's no denying, you know, there's no denying you can't deny it. But for years we never talked about it until maybe in the 70s we finally got together and we asked each other, "What? Hey, remember that night?" And everybody just said, "Yeah, we." I think about that from time to time, you know. So, but in uh, seventy, in seventy-six, I had a, a, a visitation with a, a triangular ship that uh, come above the house, and this was moonlight, and it was in July because I remember it was a centennial time, and I was sitting in the back of the yard, backyard. And it was really very hot, very, very hot. And there was no wind. And But I heard this sound, so I looked and I could see this black shadow going over very slow. I was making a, I could, I could hear it, but it was very quiet at the same time. But I know it was triangle because it covered the stars in a, in a, you know, a straight line. And I stood, and I stood there and I was watching it. And there was something out of like Star Trek or all these movies. There was like a pin, pinhole of light appeared and it made it grew big. And another one, and another one. There's three. And I looked at those. I thought it were lights. Then I seen some people walking, and they walked. And and there was, and I noticed there were windows. Because there was a full body uh, silhouette they were looking. So I ran in the house and I woke up my wife at that time and I said, you got to come out here and look at this. So when she came out, it was gone. But I could see it on the south side of the house about a mile out or maybe two miles out. And there was a dot, sort of like a black dot in the sky and I, I could see it. I know because there, there was only there was no clouds, nothing like that on the moonlight. So I decided to uh, something in me told me that I just experiencing something, you know, and and I my knees started to wobble, my legs started to get weak, and so I tried to run back to the house to get to the house, and when I got to the doorknob the door, the screen door, I mean the handle, not the doorknob, the handle, that's all I remember that I, I, I come to, and I was standing in this room, and the room was all white, very bright, and I was looking around, and the first thing I was no, looking for was lights, light bulbs, fluorescence, or something, you know, Thank and there you. was nothing, and but the room was lit up, Where's this light coming from? I was thinking. There was two people sitting with their backs toward me. They're dressed all in white, but they looked like they were they were like busy doing something on a some kind of. Uh, the first I thought about is a 
like a typewriter or a computer or something, but it wasn't like that. They had their hands just placed on something, and and there was light, a monitor of light, different colors of light that was moving around. So I figured that they knew what they're doing, and I have no, I have no, uh, I have no uh, knowledge of what they were doing, and they didn't pay attention to me. But this man, he come walking up, very tall and dressed in white robe like like the Christ robe all white and uh and I looked up at him because he was tall he was like tall tall seven eight foot wow and I looked I had to look up at him and and I first thing I asked him I says I said hey how does this work <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, he started talking to me, and and I remember uh, thinking, um, hey, I, hey, this is is this anybody could do this? This is so simple, you know. Anybody could do this. Why isn't anybody doing this? And that answer was blocked from my brain. But I remember thinking about what they were saying when they were telling me what that was. So after he finished, he said, you have to learn this the law. We travel by the law of, of light and the law of thought. And you have to learn these in the future for your survival. So I said, okay. Even though I didn't understand what the heck he was saying at the time, you know, I didn't know what takes the law of light, you know, what's the law of thought. So um, then we... We left, we, we took me around this corner, and I don't remember anything after that but waking up in bed the next morning. I don't know how I got in there, but I was there. So that was like a, it, and these were the same people, basically the same people that visited me in, um, hmm, I take that back, they weren't the same people, and I can't remember their names. Even though I asked and they told me three times, I can't recall uh, who they are. And I know, and, and that's what's weird about it is that, and I tried to remember, and it just it just fails me to to bring it out. And so, were they were they both tall? Yeah. Well, they were the second the second ones were our size. They're like you know medium six foot size people, and. This was over in Savory, Wyoming, in in uh, around August eighteenth, nineteen ninety five, and these these ones they took me out from my room, and I remember going through the wall, and going down. They took me on the north side of the house, and there were uh, two standing there, and I noticed that they didn't have any clothes on. They were they're all hachona or naked or you know they were natural, you could say, and right. and I also noticed there were um, no hair, no no hair on their head, no body hair, nothing like that. And they were they they immediately started talking to me, but it, what what uh, caught my attention was they had a bar, and this bar may have been about six foot long, and it had symbols on there, and they were 
they were talking to me about these symbols, and I can understand everything they were saying. And although they were um, from a, it was a different language. And 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 there too, I I thought I went into my ego, and I was thinking, oh, I could I could understand these guys, and they're talking another language, you know. So, but when. I start thinking my ego thought something happened. They stopped, and they turned. They were looking behind me, so I turned around, and I noticed my son was at the window upstairs, and he was staring at us. So uh, I, like, two of them grabbed me, and and I, I come to, and I was in the bed, and I was very cold. Because I, I I feel that you know when you leave your body you know your spirit leaves your body your body gets very cold so when I your spirit comes back in you feel that so I, I grab some covers I start shivering I I was laying there and I noticed my son was standing there at the window so I said what's the matter son and he said dad he said there's some star people out here he knew I said I said yes I know they they've always been here you know just just go to bed. And he said, no. <laughs> he said, there's some star people out here. I said, yeah, they've always been here. They'll always be here. So go to bed. So he said, no. <laughs> and then he um, he took off running downstairs and went out the door. And then I, I was cool. I grabbed my covers and then went to sleep. So, that, But he did tell me that he'd seen it leave, seen the ship leave, and it left the... He said it left a violet, a purple um, a trail when it left. Isn't it interesting that you were such a young boy, like, you know, eighth or ninth grade, and you have your first experience, but you can't talk about it, you know, mm-hmm. because, you know, of the circumstances. And then here's your son who saw his father, basically, and he knew. He knew that they were star people. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, just, it's almost like you're, you know, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that's the word to use. I never talked to him about star people, but that's what but he that's knew. how I put it. Mm-hmm. So it's like the lineage passed on down and you know, so so a young boy then 1973, then 1995 and then you 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 saw these symbols. Do you did they did they feel familiar at all or were they just you just had no idea what these symbols were? <laughs> I was more in my, uh, well, while I was inside, right side, left side brain type stuff, you know, in uh, and out. Analytical, and yes. And going to ceremony and, you know, you have to kind of like, then I taught school, you know, going from classes, kindergarten all the way to uh, 12th grade. And my mind was like, mean up and down, you know, because I had all classes. Wow. So I uh, was more or less conditioned to... Uh, um, Work on those levels. Uh, I and my brother were probably the only two people that did all all thirteen classes, you know, for years. So we was able to rearrange our minds from talking to kindergartners to seniors, you know, from one hour to the next and dropping down eighth grade, and you know, so um, that was a good preparation for you know speaking to to the people like today. Yeah. So, but there was uh, uh the when I had that experience I I did it did uh 
uh, stay inside me, and I I didn't have anybody to talk to at home. And um, it was good that uh, the school asked me to create a database for our language because we were losing our language. And one of the things was I didn't want to get involved with computers, but being that they, well, they said language, I said, well, I had to learn something here. So I went to San Diego for workshops uh, for uh, real fast, and I got authorization to go to learn the computer. And when I went, I drove to Mesquite, Nevada, and while I was, I stopped there to rest from the drive, and I just happened to get to a place where they were having an international, what they call international UFO conference. So I ended up there, and I ended up being in front of, you know, in front of the stage, listening to Dr. Ronnie Kilday speak, and it it, it uh, caught me by surprise because she was speaking what she was saying it was something that i experienced myself as well it was almost the exactly the same thing so at that time i was thinking about that you know why and why how come i'm not up there speaking so but it took a while to figure that out so anyway the next one was uh, giorgio bongiovanni and he talked about the Christ, and he was one of these stigmatas that um, that when he went through this uh, this uh, stigmata, it was his, his mother Mary was the one that you know more or less stayed with him and helped him through that. And he talked about the cosmic Christ, and I never un- I, that was the first time I ever heard that terminology because I grew up Catholic, I grew up in the church, you know, in the boarding schools and stuff, and. I never heard that terminology before, so I, it caught my attention. And he talked beyond that, you know, about the light chips and uh, uh, in, uh, some information that was uh, very new to my thought form, to what I've been taught, and very different. Then uh, Major Robert Dean talked about his experiences in NATO. Then Richard. Dr. Michael Heisman, a a, um, um, German ufologist, he was the one that woke me up a little bit because he had a he had a presentation, and in that presentation, I noticed that there was some crash debris with some with some uh, bars and some symbols, and when he was talking about them, he was interpreting what those symbols mean and. That's where I said, I know what those mean. He's not, it's not right what he's saying to everybody. It's not true. I remember him thinking, and I said, I know what those mean. I know what those symbols mean. Then then they were gone. Then Dr. Richard Boylan came in, and he did his thing. And um, so afterwards, they had a break, lunch break, and I, I went in the back of the room in the corner, and I just stood there. Then this, Giorgio Bongiovanni and his crew came over and they stood beside me. Then uh, Richard Boylan, then uh, Robert Dean, Michael Heisman, all the speakers 
they came over and we were sit standing in a circle, a circle in the corner of the room, and there was nobody else around, and we we're just looking at each other. And Doctor Boylan, at that time, he looked at my name tag, and on my name tag, I wrote under my Indian name, Standing Elk. And he looked at, he said, "Oh, so you're Standing Elk? We've been waiting for you." And so we got together, and uh, from that from that uh, moment, uh, there was a committee that was formed. There was 22 people that were part of this what they called the extraterrestrial welcoming committee. And I still have the papers somewhere. I got to dig them out there in storage someplace. But uh, there, um, there's a list of everybody on there, and. Uh, Dalai Lama's on there. Nelson Mandela's on there. Uh, President Jimmy Carter's on there. Stephen Greer, you know. So there's 22. Boutros Ghali was on there, but I think he crossed over, and uh, from the UN. So we were the the sort of like the welcoming committee, but. No, does you choose the 22 because there were 22 star symbols, or are these, these, these no, I I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about that. That's just the way it turned out. That's fascinating. Mhm. So I think I have all that all that paper that they gave me someplace in storage, and um, but I did make copies. And as I as I talked in different conferences, I just passed everything out. You know, let everybody see that this isn't what I did. It's what somebody else did. I'm just part of the crew. I don't want right. to keep secrets. Right, but standing Alcas, who was, um, they were waiting for you to take it to, just like that little girl seeing you and calling you, you know, Golden Eagle, but in time you would be Golden Light Eagle. You know, here you are, mm-hmm. standing Elk, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I just think it's beautiful that they all acknowledged you, you know, coming and standing there with you. I mean, I can just feel that. Mm. It's important work you're doing. So... You know, you've worked with so many different people, Chief. You've worked with uh, light workers, healers, UFO investigators. You've worked, you know, with with. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you've worked with the military as well. With you know, anything with the UFOs, or, or are you kind of on the edge of that, or have you worked? Well, I don't. I stay away from that. I'm more involved with the spiritual growth of everything because everybody has all the other bases covered. You know, they have True. the the mind ways, the geometries, and they got the technologies of the lasers and the computers and the night visions and the fiber optics and all those things that you see that see happening with the iPads and iPhones and all this. This is all that technology that you know that was part of this this whole scenario of reversed, you know. Um, uh, so. That all that is that's their business, and that's good. They're they're. I don't want to. That my mind is not like that. You know, right. Right. I like to stay simple because I I don't understand. Because it's part of my basic. You know, I was I was raised on the reservation, and and what's amazing is I don't have the vocabulary that I hear on the outside with so many. Speakers and I have I struggle to hear you know the new terminologies and 
They have. They I'll all just, have I their lingo. I don't know what the heck they are, you know, but I so I'll just stick to my guns and right. and stay as simple as I can. So the people that are coming up from ground zero could understand where I'm at least understand where I'm coming from because they're not going to understand what all these other guys are saying. You know, I can remember one of the teachers from India that I studied, and, and I, he was already, you know, not even on the earth plane when I found his teachings. And I'll never forget, he said, basically, if you keep it like this, truth, simplicity, and love. Truth, mm-hmm. simplicity, and love. There's really nothing else. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think the simpler we keep it, you know, there's, you know, and I think you're wise with, you know, they know the lasers, they know all of the sacred, you know, no, I wouldn't say sacred, they know the geom- geometry, et cetera. The sacredness and the spiritual uh, weaving of the people together is what, what you're doing with your conferences and all of the work that you're doing. So, um, you know, let's talk about this conference. This is this is on 12, well, it's actually, the, the, it's uh, December 10th through 13th, but 12, 12, 12. You know, you will have the group, you know, gathered, and these are, there's so many people, and I want to give the website, it's starknowledgeconference.com, and this is happening in at the Carefree Resort, which I love the name, the Carefree Resort, in Phoenix, Arizona. There's over 50 speakers. Um, you just have such a gathering. You have elders, you know, you know, indigenous chiefs, you have wisdom keepers, um, Bear Clouds artwork is on our uh, November cover, which is just absolutely beautiful. Um, just just tell us what, you know, there's always over 50 speakers, so I'll let you choose. I know we can't talk about all 50, but, you know, the just tell us how, um, what the conference is and uh, the importance for 12-12-12, because um, a lot of people still don't totally understand what's happening with, you know, the whole thing with, um, you know, the solstice and what's, you know, the twelve 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 energy. So let's hear from Chief Golden Light Eagle what this um, what this whole conference is about and um, whatever you want to share, because I know there, there's so many different people at this one. <clears throat> yeah, first of all, you know, we got a good staff that's putting this together over there in Malibu, Calabasas area. Um, we have my nephew, um, um Blue Blue Elk man, or his name is Alan Blackburn, and he's uh, be working with primarily with uh, uh, audio video and and uh, documenting everything you know for the for the conference. Uh, those that want uh, need because there's so many people, you won't be able to attend every right. everything you know a workshop or a speaker. So they're going to uh, record everything, so if you miss somebody, and the, 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 this tape will be available, and he's putting that all together. And my niece, uh, Linda, uh, little this little white deer woman, she's uh, she's going to have a little elk baby pretty soon here. Oh. You know, she's almost ready to to uh, bring in another little master on Mother Earth, so... She's working with the registration and all that and, you know, uh, making things happen on that level. And she's uh, pretty much have her hands and ears and eyes and uh, into everything. She doesn't let anything go by her, you know, that's not unnoticed. So she's she's really sharp with uh, what she's doing, and she's really good with her energy. She's really good with people. So, And we got... Uh, Another lady that's helping her, she's a very beautiful singer, Willow 
Her other name is Lene, and she's working because I think Linda's going to be ready to have her baby. So uh, Lene's there doing the, you know, the the 200% on the other side for Linda and making things happen with the schedules and workshops and stuff like that. And also with Tom, I, I believe he's working there, and he comes out of the areas with the um, um, Topanga Film Festival crew that's going to help and with the filming and things. So they're doing very, very good work, and it's coming down to the wire here. So uh, I thank them for what they're doing. They're... Your, their hearts all are in the right place with this. Oh, you can feel it. Well, you know when I yeah, it, and uh, they, you just feel they it. They attracted some, you know, under that what you call that laws of attraction. They attracted some beautiful people to this to this place, and and we do have. I always try to um, wherever we go, we always ask the local uh, tribe if they could come and help us, you know, with the opening ceremony. So. We have uh, one of the owlers, Pete Jackson, that's going to be there. And he lives uh, around the, the Pima, Maricopa, and also the Gila uh, Bend uh, area. And he's going to help us with the opening. And also Yukwala, he's always, he's with the uh, Havasupa uh, Nation. Very beautiful orator, you know, very beautiful heart. And we have a new man on board. His name is Clifford Mahudi. He's a Zuni elder that works with uh, helping others understand the star people that work with the, you know, in the Kachina way, and also some of the interpretations of the hieroglyphs and the petroglyphs and that are on his land, on the land there in the Zuni nation. Also, we have. Uh, Humbat's men from the Mayan nation and he's more or less been out in front all these years talking about this Mayan calendar and we need him to be there because there's so much propaganda out on 2012 you know being that it's the end of the world and you know they're going to create some kind of fear based situations out of this and and uh, they love that type of stuff So, but he's going to explain Explain the 2012 as the Mayan see things, and it's very beautiful. And also Mazatzi, Mazatzi, and I could never remember his last name or how to pronounce it, but it's a, I know it's a beautiful name. <clears throat> so he is the interpreter of the calendar, and this calendar has been misinterpreted for many, many, many years, and. This interpretation has created a negative um, aspect in the psyche of humanity. So he's there to to create and help you to understand the light of the calendar, how beautiful it is, and what it represents. So <clears throat> I I like the idea of that because uh, I'm learning a, a little bit about the mind calendar as well. You know they got. Twenty they have twenty days in their week, so and that's, uh, <laughs> my kind of calendar. <laughs> yeah, your kind of calendar. <laughs> the problem problem with that calendar is there's no weekends. <laughs> 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 but that, no, that's a beautiful. It's a 
very personal uh, spirit calendar. Um, also, the you know the seconds are different, and it's like seventy-two seconds to each minute. So their timing is totally different. It's more accurate, you could say. So we don't lose a whole day and you know four four years. So the he's going to help with that. We also have the chiefs like. Um, Chief uh, Blue Star Eagle, that's going to be there. He's a Sun Nat chief from the Honkatoa Nation, Nakota. Also, bloodline the same as mine, Lakota, Dakota, Nakota, bloodline with little French. And uh, we have the Choctaw Chiefs of uh, of uh, Walking Bear, the clown man, a clown medicine man, and uh, his younger, a younger chief, uh, Gray Eagle from the Choctaw Nation, will be there. And what we have a Mr. William Henry, which is a very uh, beautiful uh, researcher with a lot of topics under his mountain subject matter, you know, from UFOs to Ark of the Covenant, name it. He has a gift of uh, so much information, you know, that that uh, people need to to uh, hear. We have Grandma Chandra, and this grandma, so she's a She's a very beautiful, light soul, and uh, if you want to work with this this way that people call telepathy, she's the one that will help you to activate that gift, uh, communication that we all need to learn at some point in our life, because that's the language of light. That's the first language of the land, the first language, and it's the language of love. So we have her there, and she's... Uh, She's she's amazing. I just can't say there's not enough in me to say uh, what it is that I feel for her. I just, I just love her as my as my grandmother. And we have another little grandmother um, uh, uh, that works with another lady. Her name is Keisha uh, Crother, and she's been helping out um, with the messages. Of love and you know of uh, putting your your act together as a human being, as a soul, as a soul of light, and and uh, as like most teachers get, you know they do have uh, the the what do they call it that equal push and shove at times, you know. But my grandpa used to my grandma grandpa told me he said if um. Nobody's talking about you. You better get to work. <laughs> so, and if you're, they're talking about you, you're doing something good. So That's I, beautiful. So a lot of these speakers, they get like that. They they get their tests uh, from you know the people that uh, say bad things about them, but they still go. You know they don't. They understand that that they have a contract. You know to this Mother Earth to help the people. It doesn't matter who they are, where they come from. It's just that sometimes they have to face these things to see if they're bend or fold or stand upright, you know, through it all. And Absolutely. she's been pretty strong with this. So we have our a channeler uh, who I, I want to really meet because I've heard about her and I've read some of her channels, uh, Patricia Cobo-Rodel. Yes. yes. Yeah, Cobo-Rodel. She's a... Uh, she feels very, very connected, and uh, and I like and 
I like uh, I want to spend some time with her at least at least to uh, you know tell her that I appreciate what she's doing. I've I've heard her name many times. I get all of her emails um, were on her email list, and so when I saw her, I thought, oh my, she is in the right place mm-hmm. with this group, you know, with mm-hmm. with all that you've created here. And um, I actually experienced Grandma Chandra at the eleven 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 gathering. Oh, okay, yeah. And I was there for the opening ceremonies, which were mm-hmm. just wonderful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, we have Miss uh, Laura Eisenhower. Uh, and uh, I, I like her because she, I can't keep up with her. She's really fast. <laughs> she puts so much information, you know, like uh, I, I never heard anybody speak so beautifully fast in my life, you know. And, and so you have to listen. Your mind has to go fast along with her to keep up because she has so much information um, that <clears throat> that's necessary for us to understand where where uh the lords of darkness and the lords of light how everything has worked over the past, over the years you know so she has it's just an endless amount of information that she shares and it's part of our growth that that's necessary that spirit puts her up there and uh uh that it's a uh, it's that we need to listen to her because well, and she's some... the grand, the great granddaughter, or yes, great granddaughter of um, Eisenhower, President Eisenhower. Right. Uh huh. And, I and uh, Eisen... yeah, Eisenhower. I I liked him. You know, liked him. I didn't. I was small yeah. when he was president, but he was a cool one of the uh, the real people. Him and uh, Kennedy were like the last real president. Oh, absolutely, president. absolutely. So, you know, mm-hmm. our heroes and um and you know, she the the Laura Magdalene Eisenhower works, you know, a lot with the, the feminine aspect of Gaia Sophia, the yeah. feminine mm-hmm. energies of Mother Earth and mm-hmm. um I, I know, I, I I reviewed all the different bios, you know, well not all of them, but you know, a lot of them because it's just um I thought, Well, I wonder who who he's going to talk about <laughs> and I and I knew I'd roll right with it, but but I, I would hope you'd mention her because she just looks really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you know, her, I mean, and her 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 mate, uh, Doctor Dream. I just he just he's just equally important too, you know, because he uh, he just blew me away with his last uh, lecture that I, I sat and it really really helped me, you know, to to look at things in another light, another way, you know. And he had the proof, scientific data, and everything that's necessary to let us know that he's. He's working towards uh, his own personal growth. He's very well balanced, and he's not afraid. He's not afraid to uh, share it. And what a what so, a name to be known as, Mark Doctor Dream Peebler. You know, yeah. and you know when he, I looked at his bio too, and I thought, okay, you know, he he headed off for California. You know, when he was in his teens, and you know, had to work through his own thing of empowerment, shall we say? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, and now he's helping so many other people reach their dreams. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, you you have a wonderful uh, crew here, and and Doctor Dreams traveled a lot of the different sacred sites around the world, as has William Henry and. You know, all this is just you know this is an interesting group that is coming together, and you have so many of the different Native nations recommend you know represented. Um, you have Freddie Silva, Reverend Jean Holmes. I met her. Uh, at the, 
Yeah, I met both of them at the mm-hmm. 11, 11, 11 conference. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, Reverend Jean Holmes, she's like the grandmother of uh, Star Knowledge. She's been there since day one. So she's a very beautiful medium. Very, uh, You know, she covers a lot of areas. She has a lot of uh, many gifts that, you know, that work with uh, help everybody in a lot of areas. So she's just an amazing MC. And, and uh, we missed her in Asheville. She got a little bit sick, so she haven't. Uh, we're, we're you know praying for her so that she get well. So and we pray that you know she makes it to this one again. So, but she's a she works with one of my my fathers uh, from way back. You know from my spirit father's name's Red Cloud, and and uh, I love the. Love the um, his uh, messages for you know for everyone. So she's very versed. She has a very a very versatile in in what she's you know doing with everyone. And she's a she's a Cherokee grandmother. So right. and you know that's my lineage. My um my mother's father was half Cherokee, and mm-hmm. his uh, grandmother was full blooded Cherokee. And you know, I, I visited the Cherokee Reservation, I don't know, I'm trying, probably about 10 to 12 years ago. They brought mm-hmm. me in to do readings and also um, to do healings. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that's, I mean, I just, you know, I mean, I was there for like four days with my son and I didn't want to leave. I just met so many wonderful people. And, you know, I don't know as much as I would like to know about my Cherokee lineage, but, um, but I do know that, you know, um, it's, I, I so many of my cousins we all have the gift of sight, you know, and um but I don't know, Chief, you're just doing good work, that's all I can say. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I I you know, I'm so glad I wasn't able to go to the eleven 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 conference except for one day, but I got there right when it you know, and met Connie and Michael, you know, who did so much wonderful mm-hmm. work for that event and you know, you just um you just have great people on your team and I know how much work these conferences are. I've never done one, you know, to the level that you're doing, but you know, I I did twenty seven holistic <laughs> conferences, you know, since nineteen ninety six and then I, I hung my, my moccasins up on this. I'm like, I'm gonna support all the other conferences now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Spirit Seeker continues to grow and you know, it's just wonderful to cover events like this because, mm-hmm. you know, you're just doing great work. Yeah, yeah, Connie and Mike, they did the Farmington uh, Four Corners Conference and the one in Serpent Mound and also Cahokia. So there's, there, they did a beautiful job, you know, with uh, the energy, holding the energy and the space for all all those the people, you know, to get together. And they're taking a little break right now, you know, because they, they got to go back to their, to their, um, to their lifestyles there in but they're still doing the work. They're doing beautiful work. In fact, they're going to be uh, working with us and as a workshop, and they're being be presenters over there. I saw that. And then Amor mm-hmm. Luz, I met when um, I was in Egypt. We were on the same uh, Egypt trip with the yeah. sound healers from all over the world. And so I was. I thought, oh my, Amor Luz is part of this too. Amor <laughs> so. Luz and Abel. And uh, they're going to be they're, they're, they have some good doctoring music along with uh, Angelica and Evan. Uh, we they came over here to Wisconsin with the Wide Awake Conference and they just blew everybody away with their music and 
their energy and their doctoring, you know, with their didgeridoos and oh, I love the didgeridoo. voices. Yeah, it's just like, hmm, where does it get the energy to? Yeah. Now, I have not met um, Abel. Um, I, I met Louie um, that, you know, they both performed when we were in Egypt, and that was beautiful. But um, mm-hmm. but I think Amar Luz is just, you know, she just has a beautiful heart. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's my daughter. My She's from, from some other time. We recognize each other right away as father and daughter. So I can believe that. She's just, yeah. You know, and then you know, on and on we go. But I want to make sure we're almost out of town. I want to uh, out of time. I want to mention that in the November issue of Spirit Seeker, which uh, you can find at www.spiritseeker.com, there's a wonderful article about Chief Golden Light Eagle brightening the Earth's aura, and you know, there's just some wonderful information about his journey and all the different things that. He has um, accomplished from the time he was a little boy until you know present time, and working with the star, the stars, and the star people, and the star knowledge conferences. And then um, I want to mention that the website for information is starknowledgeconference.com. Everything is on this website. You know, whoever does your website. Uh, Chief is doing a great job. I mean, this yeah. website is very thorough. You're, you, you know, follow the the conference on Facebook, on um, YouTube. There are lots of videos. There's just everything. I mean, it, it's so funny for a man who um, went to San Diego to learn about computers and now look at all the people. I, it's probably not an accident that you saw in 1973 the tall people that you know look like they were at a computer. You know. <laughs> It's like part of your mm-hmm. destiny. But um You know we we had a we had a visitation over here August. We had uh, eight ships come over the house uh daylight time, you know, and but it but it was too fast for me to grab my camera and uh but there were eight and they were different. They weren't they were uh they had a tail, much like a you know a military have their their triangular you know tail. Uh, these were curved; they were curved up, much like a dog's tail. Interesting. And, yeah, and uh, I, when they went over us, we looked at them. At first, I, they were so low; they might have been about a hundred yards above us. Um, that's how low they were, and we they come over us, and I was able to see everything. You know, so I thought at first there was the from a distance there were some birds coming in, you know, gliding in, and uh, we just watched them. And when they got closer, they they come over. There was no noise; it was just dead silence, fast. And um, she, so what I part of the country do you live in? Are you um are you in Arizona or? We're in. Uh, we're in uh, uh, Wisconsin, and uh, we have um, a lot of sightings over here. You know, practically every day, when the when the um, when we're looking for them, they're they're here. So, but it's uh, we just, even back home, we would just sit outside and watch them. But every other night, you know, they come in. And then, but the military jets would come in about 12 to 15 minutes afterwards and. <laughs> tracing them, trying to figure out what was <laughs> yes, going they, on. They just, they just blink, blink out into another dimension, you know. Oh, <laughs> They're so just fast. Just flying around. Uh, we would sit out. We'd actually sit outside and just watch them, and we'll time them. They say, "Okay, 
we'll see how, how long it takes for the jets to get over here, you know. Right. You know, it's funny. I had some friends who own some land in um, New Mexico, and they they had these uh, huge crystals that threw off the the um, you know the uh, military planes because they knew something was going on from this huge energy there. And one time they were doing some kind of ceremony, and I kid you not, all of a sudden these um, the military just landed, and they they just came upon them and like. You know, they're just like, what are you doing here? I mean, the military flips out over uh, the energy. You know, when you were talking about that light, that room filled with light. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's just, you know, they don't know what to do with this. And it's beyond our comprehension, you know, mm-hmm. as far as trying to analyze it from the analytical mind. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you, know, you, know, you know, I don't understand this, but I, I probably will. But I was looking at a um, YouTube video of a might have been a Zeta Reticuli um, declassified video of this little man, and I could feel that he was putting out more on a telepathic level than for the for this now time and the uh, messages, and I have to retrieve the messages uh, because at that time the military. Uh, couldn't get the answers that they wanted because uh, it was simply that they wouldn't understand them at all, and they wouldn't uh, couldn't comprehend their messages because they're they're more um, directed towards our spiritual growth. See? Right. So, uh, and militaries not don't want that at all. You know, they're about more or less about you know security and war and all this kind of good stuff and and. Uh, Keeping the heart closed, because your 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 heart has to be closed to kill somebody. Oh, so, to just do it right, exactly. Yeah. And you know the the people of Egypt, you know, this is my understanding anyway. That as the you know they were very telepathic. I mean, they could just beam everything. And mm-hmm. you know the the temp or the pyramids actually became taller because the people grew to be ten to twelve feet tall as their consciousness expanded. You know that's why when you were describing that tall man, I just thought, oh, and very androgynous mm-hmm. oftentimes is, mm-hmm. you know, and because you know we're all masculine and feminine. You know we we. We have to, you know, that's part of the earth-based, you know, medicine is is honoring, you know, honoring all and coming from heart. And, you know, last week when I when you were on the call, um, you said something about, you know, if we could all realize that, you know, we're, we're telepathic, we would watch our thoughts that were beaming a little more. I, I, that's not exactly how you said it, but it was like, you know, just imagine if we all understood that thoughts are things. And that you know we could come from love, you know, and change this world, which is what you're doing with bringing all. I mean, the power of this many people coming and connecting with their hearts open. It's just. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the 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 name, the Wide Awake Conference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like. Yeah, I fell you know, asleep in there. Did you really? Yeah. Just the piece of it all. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're funny. You were wide awake. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little slow getting that one, but I got I caught up quickly. Oh yeah. my goodness! So I just I want to mention that you know this is wonderful, Chief Golden Light Eagle, and you know I was delighted when I found out I you know had you for the full hour. <laughs> I was like, really? And so I just really want to thank you so much for for coming on the show. I know you're very busy and you're doing a lot to help a lot of people, and. um 
you know. So everyone, I want to just, you know, mention again, December 10th through 13th. And, you know, this show will be archived. And, you know, we, we get, you know, I want to thank all the people listening after hours. We get stats on this. And there's several ways that you can help the show. One is to... Excuse me. Send us um, an email to info at spiritseeker.com, and then we will add you to our email list. And you know, we let you know when the new magazine is online. We let you know about the different wonderful speakers, um, you know, the different guests that come on the radio show. But then also on Blog Talk, if you favorite the show, it lets the Blog Talk higher powers know that people mm-hmm. are. They know the stats, but they also like to, you know. See people people favoriting the show, and it just helps us move to the front of the. I think I forget how many radio show hosts are on are on Block Talk in the spirituality section, but it just helps us reach more people, and mm-hmm. um, and that's what this is all about: is just mm-hmm. coming together and making the world a better place. Yeah. So, so everybody watch for Bear Cloud and Barbara Morninsky. I mean Morningstar. I was teasing her about her name. Her name is Barbara Morningstar, but I called her. Morninsky one day, and she said, Eagle. I said, what? She said, it's Barbara Morningstar. I am not Polish. Morningstar. Yeah, Barbara Morningstar. we got Bear Cloud, Cynthia Moore, Mary Lightweaver, you know, Adam Yelbert will be there, Woe Bleza. He's an old uh, uh, speaker for Star Knowledge, and he'll be there as well to help. Uh, so we got Solara, we got Jack Lapsaritis, uh, and he's a professor out of Seattle that works with Bigfoot. He's wrote a couple books on Bigfoot and communicates with Bigfoot. And and since that uh, Bigfoot's a star man, uh, we want to share some of Bigfoot's messages. So that would be a treat as well, you know. So we have <clears throat> some, um, some very beautiful. Speakers. I, I don't have anything in front of me, but um, get to StarKnowledgeConference.com and you'll see all our beautiful people that are going to share their hearts at this time. There are over 50 speakers yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know, many chiefs and, you know, just, you know, grandmother. There's two different grandmothers. There's music. There's ceremony. There's just everything that you could possibly ask mm-hmm. for with this conference. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's the... The Lori Rayan and Master Cat Puda. Right. Yeah, I don't know if right. I said that correctly, but she's yeah, a beautiful Jackie, cat. Jackie Bird and Yolanda Martinez and uh, Douglas Bluefeather, which are NAMA award winners, you know, in uh, uh, vocalists of the year, flautists of the year, you know, the song, uh, song of the year and all this stuff. So they're very basic uh, um, heart musicians, you could say. Uh, that's going to help us and and sing. So there will be other performers and entertainers as well that's going to share their music. Okay, and I will have a link on um, my personal Facebook page, Cindy Meyer. Um, We also have a Spirit Secret Network, which we want you to start liking. You know, um, my, you know, I'm one of the, how do I even put this? You know, I have all these, I know how important Facebook is. I know it, but I have everybody following me on Cindy Meyer. And, and, you know, there is a Spirit Seeker Network, and we let people know about different things. So like us on Facebook, and, you know, I normally post the link on Facebook, 
Cindy Meyer, you know, about the upcoming radio shows, but um, I'm also going to be sending you the link from this show and um, uh, cheap to to Lene. And then, um, but just, you know, if you're listening to this and you, you, you know, all you have to do is just, you know, send an email. These shows are archived and um, you can also find it on Facebook and there you go. So it's an honor and privilege to bring you Spirit Seeker Magazine each month. Um, we have more online readers now. You know, it's just amazing that the, the young people don't read print magazines anymore. But, you know, every, the, the people that are a little bit older, you know, as is my, you know, as I am, I like to hold it still, even though I can read it online. But we are, we are in the Midwest, and uh, I just want to mention that we are working on our 2013 Purple Pages Wellness Directory. Our newest project is Purple Pages USA, where we will be listed. Well, it's a print directory in the Midwest, but then um, after January it will be launched as a national site to connect people so that you can find, you know, all the people doing the work. And we we uh, have called it Purple Pages for a while, but we've never had a separate website for it. So that's our newest project. Okay, so starknowledgeconference.com, and this was wonderful, Chief Golden Light Eagle, and thank you so much for sharing from your heart this evening and, you know, just going down memory lane and just remembering what this is all about. I mean, from your time you were very young, you've been on this path. So, and I, I know you honor the young people. I can hear it. So thank you so much. No, thank you. Okay, from my heart to yours. Okay, right. good night, everyone. Talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.